ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Dear Hormones. Hi Kate. Hello Jenny. So we're really excited because um, we've got a special guest and we're going to dedicate this entire episode to this special guest because we had such a good chat with her, didn't we, that we thought it deserved its own episode. We did and she's very special as well. So our guest today is Nicola Thorpe. She's an actress. She used to be in Coronation Street. She is also a TV presenter. She does quite a lot at the moment on This Morning um, and uh, but she's also a columnist. So so um, she writes for the Metro. She's also a, an equality campaigner. She's just basically, what I'm saying is she's bloody amazing. She's <laughs> um, she's really young. You know, she's only in her 30s. But the stuff that she's done, in fact, I'm going to ask you all now, if you go and Google her, Google Nicola Thorpe heels and you'll see this amazing story of when Nicola was told to wear high heels for a job I think she was on reception and she flatly refused you know she was like well I don't have to wear high heels you know to be in this job and basically she got this whole thing um, heard in parliament and the company in the end scrapped that rule that the receptionist had to wear high heels she's just amazing and she's done all that you know at such a young age I, I remember that happening I remember reading about that and it was quite a long time ago it was not that recently so she would have been in her 20s at the time. What a woman. Um, yeah, so I met her when I did my um, lockdown project when I photographed people standing at their front doors. And Nicola, very excitingly, lives on a boat. She said that I could take her photograph um, at the boat. And that's the first time we met. And oh, I just absolutely love her. And then I met her again recently where we were having a chat about this podcast and about hormones. And she said, oh my God. <laughs> Have I got stories for you? Because she also suffers, obviously, she's too young for the menopause. She suffers from periods and PMT, all that kind of stuff. So she said that she'd come on the podcast. And she's so lovely to talk to. I felt, I, I know she's not a friend and I need to understand that, but I, I felt as though, <laughs> I, I felt as though I wanted to be her friend. <laughs> Guess what, guys? There was another tech issue. I think this was actually on Nicola's side, wasn't it? So it wasn't surprise, us this time, surprise. although I think we'd had we had had some tech issues. Um, yeah, we had to get a man in to sort that one out, which is annoying. Um, but Kate, talking about tech issues, we've just had a, a minor one, haven't we, just now? Do you want to tell everybody what's happened? Uh, my headphones. Well, not my headphones, actually. My daughter's headphones. I've just broken them entirely. So apologies to my darling daughter. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Kate's now wearing headphones with one of them dangling off her ear. <laughs> so if, if, this, if my sound is not as it should be, you know why. Is it a good look for me, Jenny? How do I look? It looks really good, Kate. I mean, it's a new trend, just hanging off like that. It's really lovely. Mm. And also what I really like is how you've got your microphone set up this week, whereby I can only just see one eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's my good oh, eye. anyway, enough of us, Kate. Shall we just um, play out our lovely interview that we did with Nicola? Let's do that. Please welcome actress, TV presenter, columnist and equality campaigner, Nicola Thorpe. Oh my Hello. God, I'm blushing. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Nicola, for coming on our little podcast. We can't quite believe it. It's not your little podcast. I love your big podcast so much. Oh. I am a fan, a big fan. 
Well, we're massively impressed. We don't normally get to speak to, to actual bona fide celebrities. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicola and I, Kate, first met when I did um, my front door photo project and I photographed Nicola on her boat. But you're not on your boat today, Nicola. I'm not on the boat because um, boat life means terrible uh, internet connection. <laughs> I, wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure you could hear me. So, um, yeah, I've, I've spent, spent the day at my boyfriend's today. So you rely, he's a reliable man and he has reliable wife. <laughs> yeah and actually we have to confess don't we that we've had a bit of a tech issue and we've had to call the men in we yeah had to call the man in oh, oh i'm so annoyed wait i can swear can't i you can I yeah i'm i was so pissed off in front of kate and jenny because i was like fuck i'm gonna have to ask a boy to come and fix <laughs> fix my technical issues i'm I raging know. it doesn't doesn't fit the brand does it no not at all <laughs> not at all but behind closed doors I'm yeah I need all of the help I can get from men truly <laughs> and so so Nicola and I met each other again quite recently and uh, we started talking about this podcast and uh, talking about hormones and talking about the rage and all sorts of things and Nicola said to me oh my god I've got so many stories like that for you yeah. and I was like please come on the podcast <laughs> and tell us about them so um well do you want to just sort of talk to us in general about what your hormones have been yeah. like over years so what I find fascinating was talking to you about and, and talking to lots of women actually about HRT and various different hormonal impacts that it has on women my mum um had a hysterectomy quite well yeah quite young it's kind of after she'd had my brother because she was having really bad difficulties so it didn't go through like a traditional menopause so I was always fascinated by it because I also didn't understand what happened when she'd had her uterus removed I thought there was yeah. just a gaping <laughs> hole in her like <laughs> there's like a cavernous hole inside her abdomen um so it always really interested me and I would talk a lot to my friends because I went on the pill when I was like uh, 13. So it wasn't because I was having sex. It was just because I had really heavy periods. And my relationship with the pill has been so fraught because sometimes I love it because I don't have to think about, you know, when I started having sex, I don't have to think about various things. You can control when you have your period. This is magical. But then I'd also start noticing changes in my mood, in my rage, as you ladies talk about a lot, um, in my self-esteem. And I wouldn't know. And this is the thing with hormones, right? You don't know if it's them or if it is you or the situation or it's the circumstances around you. And that's what I find really, really tricky. So basically my entire life since the age of like 13. And to be fair, your body is raging with hormones as a teenager anyway, right? So you're like, well, well, what, what the fuck is it? Do I eliminate the possibility of it being the pill? Well, yeah, I can do that. But then I'm also worried about, okay, what if condoms don't work? And then I've got to go on the morning after pill, which I've done. Oh, I had a horrible relationship with that as well when, when I've used it as like a, as an emergency contraceptive. And it's made me feel shite for, what, six weeks afterwards? So, wow. yeah, I've got a real like love-hate relationship with, with hormones. Yeah, you say that you went on the pill at the age of 13. That's really young. So what were your symptoms then as a 13-year-old that, that prompted you to get take the pill? Really young. So super heavy periods. We're talking, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's such bullshit when male doctors in particular say, oh, every period is only like a teaspoon of blood. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. no it's not I don't think so I don't think so I do a teaspoon in an hour um so I was having really heavy periods I was um in so much pain one day I was in so much pain that I my mum picked me up from school actually I fainted in a biology biology class um mum picked me up from school and I was in so much pain I kicked 
her glove box and broke it <laughs> oh <laughs> so she's like oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. i was like uh, just make this stop make this stop so went to the doctor he prescribed me the pill um to kind of lessen my symptoms i guess and it did it yeah. worked but then i remember and this is kind of my first hormone story was going to the doctor at 17 because do you know what the concept of suicide had never even really been brought to my attention it wasn't something that was really spoken about in like soaps at the time like nowadays we talk about it all the time which is a really good thing yeah. I think but I was like maybe I wasn't even 17 maybe I was like 16 15 16 and I'd already come up with the concept of suicide in my own head without oh, an wow. external Goodness. you know without having watched something on tv with somebody feeling suicidal and me identifying with that I'd just come up with it and I was like, okay, I'm having all these feelings about ending my life and I don't know why. And I went to the doctor and he was the same doctor I had since I was born. Um, and he was like, yep, that'll be the pill. Um, we'll just change one to a different brand. What? Wow. Yeah, and I feel like that's such a common experience for so many women is, you know, you have this issue, they go, yeah, it's the pill, we'll try something else. Um, instead of going, well, well, I mean, but to be fair, he asked me about what was going on in my life and I had the picture-perfect childhood and I was a straight-A student and that almost made it a little bit worse in my head because I was like, well, I've got no complaints, but I want to kill myself. Nicola, I didn't realise that. Yeah, oh my God, it was, it, was, it was horrible, but it wasn't like a deep thing. It wasn't, mm. um, you know, like, oh, I'm a soul searchy thing it was literally just like a chemical thing um what's just stuck with me was that thing of instead of going okay here's a happy healthy child who you know the doctor going happy healthy child I've known since childhood and this one thing has changed over the past few years for her um instead of saying we'll take you off it it was we'll just switch brands yeah and I think that that's such a common experience for a lot of women that I um, speak to about this I've written many yeah. columns about my my experience with periods and, and the pill but I also don't mean to bash the pill because to do that is to kind of bash science and more recently I, I think people look for conspiracies and everything you know we're talking talk about the anti-vax movement and, and stuff like that mm. and I'd hate to be somebody who thinks that there's a conspiracy surrounding contraception but what I would say like that is a fact is that nowhere near enough research has been done in the realm of women's health so whether that's a conspiracy or not I don't know it's just a fact that we don't know nearly enough as we should about the effects of hormones about the effects of the contraceptive pill etc um because you know I'm on it again and I'm 33 now so that's like 20 years later I had some time off it and I'm fine I think but uh, you know I still have those you have those days where I'm like oh I feel shit is it the pill or is it yeah. something else? Yeah. I find that uh, that's really quite scary, Nicola. I actually didn't, I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that before that with the pill being able to cause that kind of really? feel, feeling. Oh my no. God, so, so many of my friends, we, we would all talk about it. So this is friends at various different stages of adulthood where I'd be like, do you, do you get really depressed on the pill? They were like, yeah, oh my God, what were you on? Microgynon. <gasps> it was like, microgynon was the, it was like a little yellow pill 
and oh, I've been on the, that as well yeah have you did yeah, you have a good have. one a good experience because it doesn't affect everyone the same this is the thing yeah I think for me it was fine I don't remember it particularly particularly affecting me adversely but yeah I'm so sorry as well to hear that you had that that experience there's a brilliant Instagram page called get the lowdown that works a website and they interview women who've been on various different forms of contraception and they talk about Um, Because there's no centralised database, except this woman who's just set up this website to talk about um, the side effects of the pill. And it was so reassuring to see all these other women be like, oh, yeah, 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 I started taking the pill and it made me, you know, suicidal. Because I don't remember as well, you know, they have those massive long leaflets inside the contraceptive pill packs and in the microgynal one big long list I do remember that but I don't remember it stating that sort of thing It was all about sort of pains in your legs and oh yeah like like deep vein thrombosis yeah so the one I'm on now the instruction manual it does say can lead to depressive episodes mood swings suicidal thoughts and again you're like I'm, I'm now in my 30s and I'm reading that I only went back on it kind of um beginning of this year and I'm reading the leaflet going, oh, why am I here again? Oh, yeah. You know? But actually, I've, I've found it to be okay. And I, I told my partner, like, can you just keep an eye on me? And like, just as in, like, just tell me if you feel like, you know, maybe I'm not as happy as I was before. But then again, you know, we're humans. That changes all the time, doesn't it? It's hard to pin down. Of course. But I, I'm kind of finding it quite shocking that... Um because that's that's so serious what you've just been talking about and the fact that the doctor didn't actually um address that with you more seriously yeah. like when you go back and say that oh we'll just change the pill and not actually not like, actually talk like to let's you about talk about what it. is happening to you that is absolutely shocking it's, Nicola. oh thank you for for kind of sharing that that rage and and passion about yeah. it um because yeah. it was it's, it's terrifying and i i do worry um, a lot of the time that there is a there's such a trend in medicine I think for prescribing the pill again I don't mean to be pill bashing because it you know it can work for people very very well um, mm. and ultimately it gives women freedom you know etc but there is a trend in just giving women the pill when there's anything period related mm. that could actually mask further problems so as a friend of mine who had got severe endometriosis but kept going back to the doctor and they were like, we'll just change your pill, we'll just change your pill, we'll change your pill, rather than going, okay, why is this patient in so much pain? We need yeah. to investigate why, rather than just putting another sticking plaster on top of it. Yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think that's happened. I don't think there's enough that's been done about endometriosis. My sister had endometriosis, which led to fertility issues, and I was investigated for it, and they never found it. It's a really tricky condition to... Because you can have endometriosis in a really, really tiny way, but it have a massive impact on you. And not enough is done about that either. No, and then HRT and, and the menopause, like... Christ, how, how am I 33 and I'm really only now finding out about the menopause through mm. older friends who are going through it? Yeah. was never taught about it at school. I mean, I feel as though I've only just started finding out about it since since doing this podcast. So Wow, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a lot older than you, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, Kate had a bit of an episode the other day that we talked about on the podcast. I'm not sure if this episode's out, been, been out yet, but um, whereby Kate... Um, 
for the first time sort of felt that rage you know because mm. previously on the podcast she's talked about I've never had that you know when I'm going on about all the hideous rage I've experienced and she had it for the first time the other day and she said had it not been for this podcast she wouldn't have understood where that rage had come from and yeah. she wouldn't have stopped herself from it escalating had it not been for the fact of for us talking about it have you had any concept of the menopause at all and what the symptoms might be on no is there anything nothing absolutely nothing like I said I probably would have learned more had my mum gone through it but um because yeah she had a hysterectomy I, I guess she was she on HRT I don't even know well well with with hysterectomies you, you're forced into a medical in, medical induced mm. menopause right so they should have I presume they would have put her immediately on HRT which would stop all the hot flushes and all the things that would right. immediately have come upon her yeah I don't um, I don't know what she, I'm guessing she must do again me and my mum have got such an open relationship. We chat about everything, but this has kind of just never come up. I mean, it would make yeah. sense. She did seem to go a bit mental for a couple of years. <laughs> she won't <laughs> mind me saying that. <laughs> we, we all refer to Some it. Some stories like, there for us, Nicola. Yeah, we're like, do you remember the time? We were talking to like my brother. We're like, do you remember the time my mum went a little bit bonkers? It's like, yeah, what was that about? I'm like, don't know. But it, <laughs> may, it would make sense that it was possibly <laughs> the most yeah. But yeah, I... I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Um, or certainly di- certainly didn't. I've, you know, I've done my own research into things now. I think there's, there's brilliant documentaries out. You know, Davina McCall's really flying the flag for um, menopause awareness and, and that kind of thing. But I've certainly never been told by an educational figure or by a medical professional, like personally. It's all through the telly. And yeah. it really does my head in that, you know, my generation were told, our oh, TV's going to rot your brain. I've learned everything I know about this world <laughs> through watching TV, watching documentaries. It's a bit of a worry, isn't it? You think 50% of the population yeah. are going to be menopausal one day. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it can be debilitating. I mean, there was a story in the newspaper this week, I don't know if you saw it, about a lady who took her own life this year <sighs> during lockdown. And her husband has um, watched a news article recently about the menopause and he suddenly re- realised that actually the symptoms of the menopause was everything his wife was experiencing, but neither of them recognize it or knew about it you know it's not just the women that need to know about it everyone needs to know about it you know it can affect everybody it, as as pmt does as well there's not enough is being done about that either. yeah i was gonna say yeah because I, I read actually when you when you mentioned earlier on about kicking the glove compartment in your car i've actually i read an article that you'd written nicola oh, and did you? it was i did yes and it was about so this is obviously you when you were 13 but it was about this um 13 year old very recently a month ago or so who had the school had refused to give her an authorized absence despite the fact that she was suffering from utterly debilitating period pains yeah. and really couldn't be in school but school said that was not a, not a valid reason to yeah. be absent they they gave her an an, an unauthorized absence mark and her dad, who's an absolute boss, uh, a guy called Marcus Allen, uh, he set up a petition to make period pain a, a recognised form of absence from school. Because he said, quite rightly, oh, if I just said my daughter had had a migraine, something that affects men and women, um, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. So an amazing male ally. He should, he should be celebrated for what he has done. And for me, I would always use my periods as an excuse when I wasn't on them. <laughs> And then when I yeah. was when I was on my period, I would like they would carry so much shame that I wouldn't admit to it. It was so weird. Like if there was a swimming event, swimming gala, I think they did. Ugh, awful, but um, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm on my period. She's like, you're ten years old. I'm like, I know. 
I'm still on my period. <laughs> I, to be fair, I started my period at 11. But yeah, I so was... did I, Nicola. Did you? It's, and then mm, that... So young. That's, it's so... It's so young. Yeah, I mean, I just turned 11. I was about two weeks into turning 11. Same. I, I mean, it was so scary, isn't yeah. it? I was, I was really freaked out by it. And none of your friends, presumably, were in the same situation. You would no. have been the first of your friends. Yeah, Yeah, I was the first of my friends. Oh, no, I think a girl called Sophie, I think she told everyone she'd started her period. But she said that in order to start your period, you had to have sex. Um, oh, so- and so I was terrified that when I started my period, I was like, well, that must mean I'm pregnant. And I remember going to my mum and there was a big storyline in Coronation Street at the time about Sarah Lou. Do you remember like Sarah Louise? Yes, like, I remember and, the character, the yeah. teenage pregnancy. Yeah. So I'd seen that on the TV and I was like, oh, mum. So I go into the lounge and I'm like, mum, I need to talk to you. I'm pregnant. She's like, <gasps> what? I was 11. Oh, um, bless you. <laughs> Your mum must have absolutely freaked out. Oh, by that. oh God. She was, yeah, she was having palpitations. She turned off the TV. She's like, what? I was like, I'm pregnant. She's like, what's happened? I was like, well, I've come on my period. She's like, okay, those three things don't seem to go hand in hand. Um, and I told her and then she was, she was so like happy. And that freaked me out because I was like, you know, because obviously as a, as a mum, she's like, oh, my daughter's yeah. had a period. And I was so like, do not tell anyone. Do not tell anyone this has got to be a yeah. big secret. And she told yeah. her friend, Nikki, from down the road. And I flipped out. Oh, I was like, no. this was supposed to be our little secret. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. I still bring it up nowadays. I'm like, whenever I ask my mum to keep a little porky pie, I'm like, you're not going to tell everyone like you told Nikki that I'd started my period, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but even though your mum, you know, told told Nikki, despite that, the fact that you had a close enough relationship with her that you were able to go and talk to her and to say, talk about your fears of, of being pregnant. Imagine because there are a lot of girls out there who don't have that sort of relationship yeah. with their parents. And yeah. in that same situation, how frightening when you don't know who to go and talk to. So scary, particularly when teachers, I'm guessing, I mean, there are brilliant teachers out there and we definitely had some amazing ones at our school who would talk about this kind of thing, but if that isn't an option for people. Like, Christ, I remember, like, my mum taught me or, like, put my first tampon in for me. And I don't mind talking about it because I think that's the case for a lot of my friends, actually. Yeah. Because I had so much shame about my vagina, my vulva. I didn't know what was going on down there. And I remember I was going on holiday, like, with a friend's family. And I knew I was going to be on my period and they would be swimming and all of this horribleness. My mum was like shouting instructions through the door, like, just put your leg up here and do this and do that. And I just burst into tears and was like, will you just do it? <laughs> just show me. It was just lovely, yeah. like hysterical, like weird moment between me and my mum. And she's like, oh, I don't want to really do this, but I guess. <laughs> feels a bit wrong. But... Yeah, it feels really wrong, but there you go. That's how you do it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, but what yeah. a lovely mummy. She's yeah. amazing. Big shout out to Jan. Um, yeah, yeah big God shout bless her. Out. She was like eyes closed, just sort of going. I think it's like I, you know. But these I are the moments. Think I've got she, it in the right place. I think it's the right, yeah, God knows she could have not. <laughs> but that was a, that was my first like tampon. Like that was my first experience with it. I don't know how other women figure it out because <laughs> it I took really, me a very long time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I needed actual <laughs> adult long. supervision in order to to sort mine out. But we're just supposed to guess these things, yeah. Right? I remember I started using Tampax quite early on because do you remember, Nicola, how chunky those bloody pads were in your, well, oh you're God, younger massive. than us, but I mean, they were particularly back, big back in the 80s. And then we used to have to have gym lessons in leotards. Yeah. Well, I did. 
whilst I had a huge, enormous pad in my yeah. pants. So I was actually quite keen to get onto Tampax as soon as yeah. I could. They were enormous. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the reason I got onto Tampax, obviously it was because I was going on this holiday, but I used to play a lot of hockey and it would be, I mean, I'm from the North, so it was obviously pissing it down every Saturday afternoon. I finished a hockey match when I was on my period, soaked, and I looked down at my white socks and they were pink. And I was like, oh, that's no. weird. It wasn't bl- like, it, it wasn't like blood red. It was pink. And I was like, what's going on here? What would happen? It had been raining so hard that my um, sanitary towel had filled up to its maximum capacity. You know, like they show you on the adverts. You're like, yes. there's no way it can go that thick. And it did. And then everything else just started like all of the, the, the weird pinky blue gel and whatnot. I was like <laughs> dripping down my legs. I'm just looking down going, oh, it sucks to be a woman, doesn't it? So oh, I'm like, no, oh, no. I, don't know how, I don't care how weird it is. Show me how to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't have that again. No. <laughs> you, so it actually got reached your socks, Nicola. It actually reached your socks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reached my socks. My socks were pink. I came home. I was like, what the bloody hell's happened to your socks? I'm like, well, it's my period. She's like, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it was I a can't lot. believe that it had been raining so hard that it actually filled up the tongue yeah, <laughs> the other pad. It filled the up pad. my pad. It rained <laughs> so hard. <laughs> my pad got full. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, Nicola. But, so you talked about, you know, heavy, heavy periods and things. What, what, what are things like these days? And what about your PMT these days? Oh. I mean, do you, or what, is there anything to tell us there? Yeah, well, the, I've, got, I've got one, uh, I've got two stories. Um, one that's, I'm going to call pathetic. Um, and one that's filled with rage. So I'll go, shall I go for rage? This is actually not a recent one. It is from 10 years ago. Because like I said, I've, I've been on and off, on and off the pill whole life. But this was, as I think a lot of women do, you go on the pill when you're in a relationship because it gets to that point where you're like, okay, we're, gonna, we're using condoms, we're going to stop using condoms, the pill is the answer. And I'd gone on the pill with this boyfriend. We actually, we lived together. Uh, we'd been together for a while. And I just started getting really, really bad PMT. And I would be in a ripe mood just anything would set me off and he, you know, would sit down and kind of say, like, I love you. He was very lovely. He was I, I can't fault him. He was like, I love you, but I really don't know sometimes how to deal with this, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, this is before I'd even thought of, like, therapy or even coming off the pill. I was like, I'm going to try really, really hard to just try and manage it, you know, go for runs, all the things that you do to try and maintain the rage. Anyway, I'd been doing really, really well. I come home on bonfire night and it was his job to make the bonfire. And I get up the driveway and I can smell the smoke and I'm like, oh, I love him so much. He's put this gorgeous bonfire on, blah, blah, blah. Open the gate to the garden, stand there in the back and he's there. He's like, hey, babe. And I'm like, hi. Um, and we stand sort of arm in arm looking at the bonfire. I'm like, oh my God, it looks amazing. And I'm like, what's that? It's like, what's what? It's like, that piece of wood. It's like, it was just wood. It's like, is that our bedside table? <laughs> what? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I said, why the fuck have you put our bedside table on the bonfire? I said, well, we had two of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, after like weeks of treading on eggshells and like just trying to keep everything down in front of this incredible fire thing that he directed in our garden, out of my yeah, furniture, out of your by furniture. the way, 
but half of it this guy oh, I mean he, I loved him but he was an idiot um he'd yeah he chopped up our bedside cabinet which was a lot of money by the way I can't, and had thrown I can't it under the bonfire this. so I just I, I let rip <laughs> I let rip and I all of the things that I'd kept hidden for the previous few weeks of my PMT, I was like, and another thing, <laughs> and this and that, all over this fire as like my bedside table was just being burnt in the middle of the garden. I don't blame you, to be honest. I think that you'd have reason to go and grab some of his stuff and throw it on the fire. Exactly. But he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He was like, well, we've got two. Anyway, so that's my rage one. <laughs> I, sorry, I can't. This story has got too many. Was he all right, this guy? I don't know. <laughs> like, obviously, we, we didn't stay together. We didn't stay together too long afterwards. He... I'm not surprised, Nicola, but who, who goes... <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the focus here for me is not on your rage, okay. actually. The focus is on what he did there. <laughs> it is, isn't it, Kate? It's like, he got your bedside table. I cannot tell. I tell you what, I would not be married anymore if I came home to see that. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, no. So, and I'd I, be like, no. But this is me going... <laughs> And it's like, I can only describe it as like Ross in Friends, you know, when that guy eats his sandwich. And I was like, my, <laughs> my bedside table. And he had chosen the one that was on my side of the bed, which made it sting even more. Oh, um, that's wrong. But it was that thing where I think I'd, I'd kind of caged myself in for so long with my PMT and stopped myself expressing the little things. And had so much self-blame of like, it's my fault that I'm like this and I need to regulate my period. And it was, I guess, the most cathartic thing that could have happened was like, I saw this scene and went, I have done absolutely nothing wrong here. And I'm well within my right to just, and I did. Yeah. Permission to blow up. Permission to explode. Um, More than within your rights. I love that story, Nicola. I can't, can't, I can't believe it. Thank you. I'm still not over it. Ten years on, I wonder how he's doing. But that was, it was just a real that period of my period of my life yeah. where everything was like PMT was bad. Yeah. So, um, what sort of little things would be winding you up leading up to the big um, blow up? What kind of things when you were hormonal would be? When I was hormonal, it would be things like the. <laughs> the inflections at the end of sentences you know you know that really outrageous thing that men do um so like turning something (laughs) into something into a question and I'd be like was that was that a question no it's just a statement (laughs) that would drive me up the wall um so things like just stupid things not putting things in the right place in the kitchen um he had a big thing about not taking out the bins which really I mean maybe he was just a terrible boyfriend but (laughs) yeah I'm beginning to think maybe he was (laughs) so things like that um god I've but not even just with with a partner obviously partners see us are most like you know we have the most intimate relationship with but it would be friends and family as well oh my god I flipped at my dad he told me off for saying the word slut at the dinner table and I flipped out at him. He was How like, old would you have been? Was this like years ago? Oh, this was is this... like six years ago. Yeah, this, is, this wasn't that, that long ago. But I said slut and he was like, you can't use that language. And I was like, I've been called a slut my entire life. I can use it. You can't. He was like, whoa, <laughs> what 
<laughs> were there yeah, other people I'm... at the dinner table? Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. a big gr- family gathering. Or... Yeah, yeah, grandma included. <laughs> so we're like shouting across the table um, about like who's allowed to say the word slut and who's not. And I'm obviously claiming, you know, as a woman, I can say it. But if my and so this this conversation, I mean, it wasn't a conversation. It was a raging argument with everybody a little bit like, fuck, we don't know what to do. And I'm literally shouting. I'm like, you can't come to point at my mum going, you can call me a slut. You can't call me a slut. Um, you can't use that word. I can call myself a slut. I'm reclaiming the word slut. My brother's like, oh, why did I come home for this family dinner? Get me out of here. <laughs> Get me out. And then I sort of, you know, storm up to my room and my dad's knocking on the door and he's like, did we just have an argument over the word slut? <laughs> like, oh, no. yeah we did I'm sorry I think I'm on my period yeah oh. oh at least you're able to sort of own up to that because that's one of the hardest things when you're when you are going through PMT or yeah. you know the menopausal rage owning up to it is like nigh on impossible yeah horrific <laughs> until well after the event yeah and also oh god help anyone who suggests that on my behalf do you know what I mean it's like like the oh, use yeah. of the word you know that that word um it's like I can refer to myself using that, but if a man were to say it to me, obviously that's horrific. Similarly, if I say this is a result of my period, my PMT, that's fine. If someone else said, mm. oh, heads would roll. <laughs> it's all, that is awful, isn't it? Yeah. When people say, oh, are you on your period? Is it because you're on your period? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> like you should know the rules by now. Only, only I can say when I'm on my period. Have your hormones been getting the better of you? Why not drop us a line and tell us all about it? Email dearhormones at yahoo.com or find us on Instagram at dearhormones. The older I get, the more I feel like I should have been able to control it. As in, like, the hormonal changes. I should be able to be um. completely in control of my period pain. or Because as women, you know, even, you know, friends at the moment, kind of at that age where people are trying to have babies and some sadly have had miscarriages and all that happens is the the women are blaming themselves yeah well you're blaming yourself there by saying that you feel you should be able to control it you, you how can you control it it's a hormonal thing and women blaming themselves with Dear. my friend my friend had a really like a birth that was hugely traumatic and her baby you know went through a, a terrible time they both did she was like oh i just blame myself like and sorry no. We yeah. put this culture of self-blame and, again, I think it's because... With women. If, with women. If men had periods, if men went through all of this, there would be such a better understanding and we wouldn't be cast out as witches or bitches or people yeah. with, you know, mood disorders. Um, yeah. It would just be accepted that, OK, this is what well, we're Well, I'm sure with. if the men went through the menopause, you'd probably be able to get HRT over the counter by now. Oh, God, know. yeah. They'd, they'd be selling it in drinks, in yeah. spoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you can get cbd oil everywhere you'd be able to get hrt yeah. you know yeah wherever you like yeah. now you said you had another story is that right oh, Nicola, that you were going to tell us this is my pathetic one <laughs> i'm sure you're not going to be pathetic really with it not. nicola we've heard it all so. it is pathetic no it is it's a bit soppy and pathetic but i was on last uh, a week ago in a lot of pain and feeling very 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 sorry for myself and I was due to come over to boyfriend's house, um, but was not up to it. So he came over to mine. It's only a short story, but I hope it, I hope it resonates with your listeners. He was coming over to mine. We're in a very happy long-term relationship, just worth mentioning. Very secure, very stable. 
But he calls me as he's about to leave his house and he's like, babe, um, I'm just going to bring, there's like a bag of stuff that you've left here. Um, I'm just going to bring it with me. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks. Hangs up. He gets the tube towards mine. I spend an hour <laughs> crying, thinking that he's coming over, bringing my bag of stuff because he's going to break up with me. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns up and he's like, hey, babe, got your stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you're completely red eyed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes into like panic mode and like, no, everything's okay. He was just doing a nice thing. He yeah. was just, re- he was basically just returning like, what, some socks and like the odd pair of underwear and a set of hair straighteners that I'd left over at his and actually needed. But the fact that it, it, my head was like, I'm going to piece together the worst possible scenario out of this very normal event. And credit to him because, you know, if I was with somebody who was, would be like, no are you mad? Yeah. Then that just yeah. sets you off, right? And that, that yeah. reinforces that negative thinking. But he was like, what can I, what can I possibly do to just reassure you? That's oh. not the case. Um, oh, love him. Yeah, yeah you're right, actually, because that could, yeah, if someone had, if someone else had, had reacted badly to that, that could have spiraled you even more, yeah. couldn't it? And I think, I yeah. think all the time about people who are stuck in relationships for what, whatever reason, and maybe it's no particular person's fault, it's just a bad combination. Um, and you add something like PMT or menopausal rage into the mix. And if that partner isn't empathetic um, and understanding, then it can, I imagine, just turn into something that's insurmountable. Whereas if you had a third party, just go, hey, give her a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But can you can you believe really that our hormones are capable of doing something like that? The fact that, you know, you've got absolutely lovely, lovely boyfriend who's just going to bring your stuff over and you, a very intelligent, normal, sane woman, had immediately decided because of your hormones that he's breaking up with you. I was like, that's that's the only logical explanation. Isn't that quite I find that scary that that our brains are able to go to those places so fast when our hormones are in charge. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. And and. But the thing is as well, I do also have my rational brain operating at the same time. And it's almost like I'm fighting, I was going to say current boyfriend, it sounds like I'm going to try and get <laughs> like, another like there's one. another one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him final boyfriend. So final boyfriend um, says whenever I have like this kind of thing and I'm like, oh, and so, so many of my female friends this age, who most of them have found like their life partner, etc. We always say to each other, oh, I don't know how he puts up with me. I don't know how he puts up with me. Um, and it's such a horrible way of like thinking about it, isn't it? Like we, we are something to, to be put up with. But um, he always says, you know, it's us against it. So don't, don't see it as that being like... That is lovely. Isn't it? Oh, he's a keeper. He's the best. <laughs> and he, and Kate, you had to... he is a keeper. Immediate keeper. These two are the cutest couple you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> They're like made for each other, made oh, for each other. He's, honestly, he's he's banging. But um, yeah, yeah that, and that's what he says. It's like it's us against it. And that really changed my attitude to not just like PMT stuff, period stuff, mental health stuff, things that are beyond our control, things that are like happening to us. If you can go, okay, this isn't me. It doesn't define me. It's just a yeah. part of me that I can deal with and you don't have to do it alone 
like yeah. you can have that support network around it's you. It's a really lovely, it's a really lovely way of looking at it, actually. So that sort of helps me as well, thinking back to the things that I've done. You know, it's not, it wasn't ever me. It was it, you know, yeah. it was me dealing with it. And actually yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish I'd had that advice <laughs> about three years ago, Nicola. It's incredible yeah. advice. And he, honestly, he plucked it out of nowhere. I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, I wonder if we could sort of, yeah. if we could take what he said there as a bit of a catchphrase for our show, if you would mind, if it could be the deal hormones catchphrase, it's us against it. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's us against it. It's us against the hormones. Yes. And we're all fighting. Against the hormones. Yeah. That, and and that's, that's the thing, right? Because there are times when it's not there, which means it's not us. We are yes, always there. We, yeah. We're, we're constantly present. We're, we're the constant. And if something can disappear, it means it's, it doesn't have to be there all of the time. And it's, it's not part of you. It's just something that's happening to you. And that that mental change is such a big thing because yeah. it stopped me feeling so guilty. And I'd often sometimes, if I was having bad PMT, would not go to social events or whatever because I just wouldn't feel like I wanted to bring that into the arena. Yeah. People still want you there, you know, and you can, just, you can just tell someone how you're feeling. And again, as long as you've got like an ally in the fight against it, um, whatever it is. I love that. Oh, good. I'm glad you like yeah. it. Oh, I feel like that's actually a lovely way to round off the podcast, uh, Nicola. Isn't it, Kate? That sort of feels like a nice... Nicola, it's so lovely talking to you. And you too. Oh, my God. I feel feel totally inspired now. Do you? Oh, I just waffle on. I'm going to... Do you know what? Afterwards, I'll be like, what the hell did I talk about for an hour? Um, (laughs) You talked about an awful lot, Nicola, that's going to help a lot of people, I think. So thank you so much for coming on, Dear Hormones. Honestly, our first major celebrity guest. (laughs) 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 Nicola thank you so very much for coming on our podcast um it's just been amazing talking to you that is a pleasure do you know what I know I've only well I've met Jenny before but I've only met you once Kate but doesn't it feel like you've known each other forever when you talk about things like this Thing, it's I feel amazing. like I've known you forever. I feel yeah. like, you know, we, we, we can be friends, Nicola. And that's the magic <laughs> of a good podcast. Oh, thank you very much. You're absolutely right there, Nicola. I think the more we, as women, talk about all these things, you do feel like you're part of a gang, you're part of a group, and together we can defeat it. So. Definitely. Thank absolutely. you, Nicola. Thank you, guys. Oh, Kate, isn't she amazing? I feel like I'm a massive fangirl. <laughs> I'm fangirling after Nicola Thorpe. Yeah, and I want to I, I want to start watching Coronation Street. She's not in it anymore, is she? But <laughs> No, she's not. But you should go <laughs> back to the old, old episodes. episodes. Yeah, watch the old episodes of her. I'm so grateful for her to come on our podcast because we do say this quite a lot. This is a pretty small podcast, guys. The fact that Nicola has actually wanted to come on our podcast and talk about all this stuff and, and has listened to our podcast, it's quite exciting for a couple of girls like us, isn't it? So exciting. And didn't she, she just called it a week as we said our little podcast and she called it our big podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Nicola. Yeah, even, even when she's lying, yeah. she's, uh, she's lovely. <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoyed that. And we'll be back with, a, uh, with more letters in our next episode. So thanks very much and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Baus. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram. Until next time.